0: Chapter 21, in which we received the hospitality of an elf. Several things happened at once. In a flash, Handown had drawn his club from his belt and launched it violently at the elf. Simultaneous to this, Manka had drawn her knife and sent it gliding through the air. As these two objects flew across the clearing, time seemed to slow down. Stepping away from me, the elf plucked first the club, then the knife from the air. As easily as one might pluck a plum from a tree... Laying both at my feet, the elf spoke to my mother again. I mean you no harm, I am, the elf paused before repeating the words she had spoken to me, separate from the rest of my kind. There was something in the eerie calmness of the elf's voice that seemed familiar, but I couldn't place what it was. At that moment, however, everyone's attention was demanded by hand on. With his fists clenched, he roared and charged at the elf, with every step his pace increased and his roar grew louder. He was going so fast that there could be no doubt the elf was going to be split in two. Handown ducked as he ran and dived into the elf, except the elf was no longer there. Handown went flying head first into a tree trunk and fell back dazed onto the forest floor. The elf, who had simply taken half a step back, turned to Manka and raised its eyebrows. And you, Manka? Do I need to put you into a tree along with your dwarf friend?" Manka almost smiled before she replied. I don't think that will be necessary. Who are you? Why are you here? And how do you know so much about us? It was my mother speaking now. I am an elf, separate from my kind. I have been waiting for you. As for how I know so much about you, I think you may be rather surprised by how much the world knows of the mother and child who entered the mines the mother and child who fought a mermaid, the mother and child who burnt down Hafen, the mother and child who feasted with orcs. But that's not true! I cried. You're a liar! The elf spoke without looking at me. Little in this world is true, little one, and less by the day. I, however, am not a liar. I did not say this of you. This is what the world has said of you. It talks of little else these days. From the moment the sun rises to the moment the moon floats into the sky, the world whispers of the mother goblin and her child. The elf paused before calmly adding, The mother goblin and her child, and the light in the darkness that they represent. The elf stopped speaking then, and an uneasy silence fell upon the clearing. A silence that none seemed willing to break. I had not realised our journey was so well known. I had thought we had made no impact. I thought we had passed through the world like an ant. The world, on the other hand, thought we had passed through it like a dragon, burning all in its path. I felt tears start to well behind my eyes, and was grateful when the elf spoke again. Come, you must all be exhausted. I would like to think I have proved I can be trusted. The elf paused. You are all still breathing after all. Follow me to my home. You will be fed and watered. You can sleep under shelter you can wash, you can be safe, the elf paused before adding, for a night. It seemed we were agreed without speaking, for as the elf walked away, effortlessly lifting the unconscious hand down over its shoulder as it went, we followed. The elf seemed to glide weightlessly across the forest floor, as if possessing the gift of flight. Meanwhile, Mother, Manka and I trudged sleepily through the leaves, until we arrived at another clearing, a considerably bigger clearing. With a huge rain tree in its centre. It looked as though a mushroom had grown to a hundred foot tall, been painted dark green and dropped here in the middle of this clearing. As I looked closer, I saw that some sort of settlement seemed to have been constructed within the protection of its branches. A winding staircase had been carved into its trunk, and the elf, still carrying the unconscious hand down, led us up the stairs. I marvelled at the beauty of it all. The tree that seemed taller than some hills, the staircase, so intricately carved, and on closer inspection, I saw that patterns had been carved into each of the steps—delicate patterns that continued from step to step. The stairs were nothing, though, when compared to the doors that came off them—huge slabs of dark wood that incredible labyrinth-like mazes had been gouged into. Finally, the elf opened one such door onto a landing. Four more doors came off it. You'll find baths full of hot water in each of these rooms. You can bathe. We will eat in two hours. As the elf spoke, it lay hand out on the floor, gently stroked his forehead and stepped back as the dwarf coughed himself awake. Dinner will be served on the next floor up. And with that, the elf spun on its heel and left us.